there they are again. That fierce leader that seems to have it all going for them. What the heck are they doing that I'm not doing? Sound familiar? Over the last 10 years of working on discovering the secret sauce in conscious leadership and high performance, one thing I've learned is that those people aren't where they are because of what they are doing. Don't get me wrong, actions matter a lot, but it all starts with who they are being. Great leaders have a way of being that gives them access to the results they have, and this podcast is all about enlightening, inspiring, and educating you to what that unmessable with attitude and way of being is made of, and how you can sustain your fierceness to accomplish and be everything you want to be in this life. Welcome to Being Fierce with me, your host, Charlie Potras conscious leadership developer and master coach with training in multiple disciplinaries, including performance, coaching, spirituality, cognitive behavior, and more. I've had a hell of a time coaching thousands of incredible humans over the last 10 years, including established entrepreneurs and their teams to well-known artists, creators, change makers, movers, and shakers. We have achieved some miraculous results together, and in this podcast, I am going to be bringing my own discoveries as well as the magical people I cross paths with to keep you on your A-game, grounded in your highest self, and taking aligned action towards your vision. Welcome to Being Fierce. I'm I'm joined with uh, my good friend and uh, old-time pal, Cliff Skelter. Thanks Thanks for having this conversation with me. Uh, you're very welcome, but I, I expected more of an intro than that. Oh, like, no, I, I just wanted to say hi to you to make sure first, people knew I wasn't just talking, like making it up that someone was with me. Oh, so, like, okay, now, yeah. Like, you know what I, I mean? Like, like, so now it's confirmed that you're here. So now I'm going to intro you. I like that there's a possibility in your mind that other people are like, I wonder if she's here by herself. Like they clicked <laughs> on the link saying, you know, whatever the name I don't even know what the name of your podcast is what's the name of your podcast nobody briefed you it's my fault I didn't brief you it's all good it's all good but then it probably says my name on it because that's who you're talking to today but they clicked on it and they're suspicious that you're not with like you're by yourself on this podcast yeah I'm I have recovering trust issues so this this is like I think everybody just walks around with that Okay, but anyway, like yeah, thank, thanks for thank, <laughs> thanks for being on my podcast. It's called Being Fierce, and I, I'm so excited to have you. Sis. We have known each other for I think since I think I, the first time I met you, I was 16 years old, which is like 40 years ago. I feel like so 340 340 years ago. Well, I met you when I was in high school. And fun fact, Cliff was dating uh, my best friend. And anyway, now lo and behold, we're from the same hometown. We're not going to get into that conversation. But what I yeah was, yeah, like, I can't believe. Look at you reviewing <laughs> things. Well, that's what you can expect on on my podcast. We're going to exactly. go all different all different angles. You're not going to know where we go. Oh man, this is exciting. Way but you know, exciting. here's. Years and years later, we meet up with each other. We're entre- We're both entrepreneurs. We're we're both doing our thing. But you've had your company. So Cliff is a uh, a brand builder and uh, the 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 founder of Launchpad Creative, which is a branding agency. And you you've been up and running for ten years now. Is that right? Ten years. That is absolutely correct. Whoa! Fact check. Yeah. I did, did a couple of fact checks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no, no, no. That's uh, 100% correct. We've been doing this for a decade now. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird for me. Uh, you said a few things there that I'm still, I'm reeling from. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, no. High school feels like it was yesterday, but at the same time, it feels like it was a completely different life. And, you know, those those kids you know, that you were referring to, it's, it's unbelievable to think of just the way, like the life then, the way we thought then, there's all the stuff that, you know, when you're younger and everything's dramatic. I actually, this, I I hate to throw this off track, but I, I've been thinking about how funny teenagers are a lot lately. Uh, They're funniest. They are the funniest creatures on the planet. And if you don't recognize this, you are absolutely missing out. They're so funny. 
Um, and everything, like think about this, when you're a teenager, you think you have, for some reason, you have this impression that you know a lot more than you actually do. And I, I at this, that way, but yeah, go on. Yes. And at the same time, uh, you don't know anything, right? But you think you know things, which is weird because you're like, you haven't been alive very long. Why do you think you know so much? And what the best thing about teenagers is everything to the teenager is weird, right? Like the yeah. teenager walks away, uh, walks around uh, civilization in a constant state of like, oh my God, that's so weird. Um, that's, oh my, weird. Oh my God, oh, that's so creepy. Creepy, weird. Honestly, Charlene, or Charlie, whatever you want me to call you, I know you as Charlie, whatever you want me to call you these days. It's so funny. I think to myself, imagine if babies could talk, right? Like babies would be the same as teenagers. They would be like, oh my God, it's so weird. Like this lady put her boob in my mouth the other day. It was so creepy. <laughs> you... That, you know what, that is like perfectly on track with exactly what we're talking about today because. <laughs> is it on track? <laughs> no, it's perfectly on track. Because oh, it's on track. Of, no, it's so funny because I've always known you to be this, like one of the most light, light spirited, I guess I could put it, like just playful people. And most of the time conversations are bobbing and weaving every single, like every direction possible. <laughs> yeah. There is no straight and narrow. There is no like, we're staying on track here. This is serious. You're, you're one of the most playful people that I know. And, and that's what I was thinking to myself because so many of my, you know, so many of my clients, people I talk to, they have this idea in their head about what a leader looks like. And even for me, you know, I'm a, a female leader. I, I used to coach, um, high level entrepreneurs at a company. And when I first started off doing that, like 85% of them were men. None of them looked like me. That's for sure. I was like a 20 something blonde hair, red lipstick kind of person. I was like, I don't belong like a leadership position. Cause I thought when I thought leader, I thought straight and narrow pantsuit, like had a certain image behaved a certain way. Like there's definitely no fun. Absolutely not. Right. So it's like, if you're a boss, you got to keep it on track. But like, I, one of my core values is playfulness and fun. That's for sure. And you bring that to the table and you have a team that you lead. And I'm, I'm really, I'm kind of curious because I want people to be able to understand that because you're a leader doesn't mean it has to come along with all of these connotations. Like you have to be a certain way, right? If you are a leader, you can't have fun. You can't look how you want. You can't behave how you want. I'm curious because you have people that work for you and you, you lead a team of people Mm -hmm. And one of the questions that I get asked all the time that I'm going to ask to you is how do you lead a team and be playful and fun as you are? Because you, you bring it to the, another level. Like I, I'm, I'm, I participate in voyeurism on your Instagram stories and I'm watching you like you're talking about grilled cheese sandwiches, you know, while everybody's like, you know, doing their work and doing whatever and you're in a creative industry. So it's, you know, that's one thing, but how do you lead a team and be playful and have fun as you do? and dismiss or deal with any kind of possibility of them not being focused or not staying on track? Like, how do you keep that balance? Because I know a lot of people have a fear, like if I'm a playful leader, then people won't get results or they won't respect me if I'm too playful. So what are your thoughts about that? Well, oh God, why did you have to say grilled cheese? Now I'm thinking about grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> it's like, you can't ask, you can't ask a question because it's like it just it's such a big question to answer then just slip grilled cheese in there and it's all i'm thinking of huh yeah no grilled cheese great sandwich awesome sandwich i uh, there used to be a grilled cheese sandwich shop right next to our agency right so the grilled cheese sandwich was a real thing in our lives i remember that i remember that place and and you're well you you live in sudbury for like anybody that may listen to this potentially you know mm. the hope is that people do but yeah. we're both we're both from sudbury that's my hometown where i grew up and there's a little grilled cheese sandwich next door now i want a grilled cheese sandwich but i really do want 
you to answer this question. I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer the question. Okay, but first, one more thing. They're not there anymore. Now, there's a bagel shop next to us. Okay. And, oh my, God, it's called the Salty Dog Bagel. Oh, the I've ba seen that. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Right. So good. I'm not a bagel guy. And uh, what's interesting is that they actually hired us to do a marketing um, strategy for them. Like we didn't do the branding for them. They got a, uh, another company that did a great job. Like, and they're really savvy and smart and creative and interesting people themselves. So, you know, everything from like the name Salty Dog Bagel, it's so playful, it's so fun. Yeah. Um, but I ended up, I didn't know a lot about bagels. And so I have to, I do a ton of research when I, um, put together marketing strategies. I'm not just pulling it out of my butt. I do a ton of research and I learn so much about bagels. So much. I mean, <laughs> there's so much history to bagels, Charlene. It, it, it's mind blowing. Like bagels have kept people like civilizations alive. Like it is wild. Okay, Charlene, don't worry. I'm gonna answer your question. I could see you're like, just answer the question, Claire. <laughs> Fine. Answer okay, so uh, before the next commercial break, I'll get this question answered. I promise you. Uh, you know, she, yeah, I feel like she's got a producer like uh, off camera, just like pointing at their watch. And, like, yeah, I might get the Ellen show right now. They're like, get him moving. No, we can't have him on as a guest. He takes way too long to answer the question. Uh, okay, I'm gonna answer your question the best way I know how. Uh, and I feel like the question is, what's the balance or how do I maintain the balance to be playful and have fun with my team and still have them take me seriously and yes. ensure that productivity is still a thing? Am correct I correct with the question? You correct are correct. Okay. That is, uh, I, this is, this is what I could tell you. When I first started off, I played a part. I played a role. I saw things and I thought that's what a professional is, right? You alluded to it in, when you were uh, asking the question is, and that's all we do is as human beings, we're imitators, right? Accept yeah. this, accept it, quit, quit denying it. Babies, they're looking at everything around them, they're touching, feeling, and then imitating how to be a human. And yeah. you do that in your professional life. When you first start your professional life, whether that's um, whatever it is, it could be an entrepreneur or it could just be working for an, a new organization. You're an infant, you are professionally an infant. So you don't know a whole bunch of stuff. You don't know what you don't know, what you don't know, what you don't know. There's just so many things there. And the first stages are literally finding things and emulating them, finding people and emulating it them and trying to figure out what fits for you. Now, at first I was kind of doing this very white collar conservative approach to how I would prospect, how I would develop business, how I would interact with the clients that I did have. Um, and I didn't like it. Uh, even like I would dress, I'd wear a tie, uh, a tie, Charlene, come I on, I think I've man. seen a couple of pictures with you wearing a tie. Could and it, and be. In, in the dark, dark places of the internet, because I don't <laughs> on the dark, the dark web. Uh, yeah. And that's fine. Like I, if the occasion's right for me to dress up, I'll do it. I love it. In my mind, I'm, I'm James Bond or whatever really cool, suave character I, uh, I, I use in my brain as part <laughs> of my narrative for that particular um, occasion. Now, uh, I wasn't as comfortable as I could be. And eventually I said, listen, you start to kind of take the layers off as you're developing your own voice. Um, and, and that's what I did. I started to take the layers off. And, and there's, there's a parallel between the confidence in how good you are at the thing and how much better you are at being yourself. So fun and playful. You alluded to the fact that you feel as though I've, as long as you've known me, I've been a fun and playful guy. Yeah. This was long before I was an entrepreneur. This was yeah. long before I even had any idea what I was going to do with for a living. This is a part of my personality when I was a kid. You know, okay, how about this? And I'm going to connect this together, Charlene, I promise you. This is something I've been thinking. I am not a behavioral therapist. I can am I just, not I, a, Can we just hang on for a second? I feel like you keep on making sure 
that you're not in trouble with me? Do I, are you scared of me? Are you like, are, are you, do you think you're going to get in trouble here if you go off track too much? Do you want me to be scared of you? How no. would it make you feel? Okay. I, 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 I don't want to rule with an iron fist here. I want you to feel free. Okay. In that case, I am not scared of you. I'm just having <laughs> fun with you. <laughs> but if you want me to be scared, do you no, just let me know? We're good. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll keep you posted. That changes. Okay. Will do. Holy jumping junipers. I just literally lost track of what I was going to say, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to tell you a story of, okay, I'm not a behavioral therapist, okay? Right. So take what I say with a grain of salt. I'm, uh, I'm somebody that is very fascinated and interested in social science and behavior. It is like, um, you would call me a hobbyist at best. But I utilize a lot of that knowledge that I put together for branding and marketing. It's what I do for a living. Marketing's about people, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's not about technology. We yeah. use technology, but everybody gets that backwards when they think about what we do for a living, right? Yeah. Um, the, when they look at my age, oh, God, technology, technology. And I'm like, no, people, people, people. Technology is just the tools to help with connecting. Okay. So with that being said, this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately. When we're kids, and I see a lot of adults that are dealing with all sorts of different things, identity issues mainly. Everyone's trying to, they either identify a certain way, trying to figure out how they identify themselves. And I think it starts really young. I believe it starts really young. And these are great conversations I'll have with my sister. My sister is um, an early childhood educator, you know, master's in psychology, a very smart lady. And uh, I love having these chats because she's so interested in those really important informative years of a kid. And I believe what happens is each kid, not all the time, unfortunately, but most of the time, they have an adult figure in their life. And that's their giant, right? Because that's a giant to them. It's like, okay. And you're, they kind of, you, we watch this giant and we kind of see what this, this giant's doing, right? And what they say is so important and so influential on our minds. And the way I like to explain this is like, I almost picture like, uh, like, like as if I'm doing this as a diagram and like you picture this like circle and it's like this circle. And what it is, is it's, uh, the circle is a quality. Let's call it a quality. All right. And then we picture the child. Okay. Like, let's say, let's just do a stick drawing for anybody listening. There's a child sitting there and the child is looking up at this circle. Okay. And in the circle, I mean, it's value. This is a value. And then the grown up takes the child and says, this is your value. Okay. Right. So assign whatever you want in there. I'm going to use my example. So when I was very young in that circle, what was written in there was funny right? Yeah. Cliff, funny. Adults find him funny. Other kids find him funny. And I very early identify myself this way. So yeah. now it becomes a part of my identity is I'm funny. And there's an expectation for me to be funny. And I like living up to that expectation. But also, it's not the only thing I am, right? Yeah, yeah. And I believe that, you know, a lot of times when people would introduce me, which I love the introduction is like, oh, this is my friend Cliff. Oh, he's hilarious. You're going to love him. He's funny. Or he's a piece of shit. I mean, hopefully <laughs> they're saying, you know, he's, he's funny, yeah, 50, 50. Right? But if there is a description of me, it tends to be he's funny, right? Um, or he's, I, I like this one that I'm getting a, a lot more lately is he's interesting, right? Or you know, yeah. he really knows his stuff or he's inspiring. These are the new identities that I'm trying to kind of bring into myself, right? Because yeah, they're the I, things that I value. Yeah, they are things that you value. And one of the things that you're speaking to is an area of focus for me. I'm so fascinated with it. And it's, it, it's part of the whole like foundation of the work that I do is that our identities are constructed when we're young. And part of the reason that we that we perpetuate that is first of all part of its subconscious right we're unconsciously mm. behaving and, and being kind of driven with these identities but the other part of it is that we get something we get some sort of validation 
out of an acceptance and belonging out of I am this way and that gets me this result that gets me acceptance that gets me connection that gets me yes. and and then also the subconscious part of it where we're just operating that way because we've we've been told that's how we are or whatever but there's a point in our lives where we actually get to start to choose the ways of being that we want to step into. And at every given day, we can choose, you know, I'm going to be being confident and I'm going to be being playful and I'm going to be being um, calm, but that's not necessarily the way that I wound up being in part of my constructed identity. It's a way that I'm taking on and I can step into because I can choose to be being and cultivate a way of being any kind of way that I want when you are consciously aware of your mm. ego and your subconscious identity that you actually can separate yourself from. I don't need to be being that way to get acceptance or belonging or to feel connected or to feel like a leader. I don't need to actually be driven by that. I can be however I choose because I'm not attached to an outcome from people. Um, to get some kind of like void filled or whatever. But anyway, absolutely. Back to you about that. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I agree with uh, what you, you, what you said. And so to tie it all kind of in here is um, I feel like because I identified that it's a very strong um, characteristic that yeah. as I grew more confident, that characteristic came out of me. And so when you allude to the, uh, to, to the, to the fact that I'm a fun, playful leader, it's also in my character. So it's a little bit easier for me to bring that out. Right. And I also believe that, it, well, it's tricky, right? It's really tricky. I like what you said about cultivating certain- um, Ways of being. Uh, ways of being, that's a good way of putting it. Uh, that's really difficult and it's not not impossible, but it's really difficult. I, 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 I and so I think that it's important to point that out. And the reason I think it's important is because I think that when people try it and they fail on it, they fail, it's very disheartening and they may give up. But if you understand yeah. that it's really hard and you fail at first, you may not give up as easily. Yeah. Also, I do believe that there's certain things that you're intuitively going to be stronger at, right? Yeah. So if you're not inherently funny, or playful, it's gonna be really difficult for you to cultivate that. It's yeah. going to be so challenging and it may actually not be the most effective technique for you. Um, well, it I, depends on what, what would have you want, like what would be at the source of you wanting that? Like for me, and one of the things that's coming up while you're saying this is like, yeah, I see that you're playful and you're fun and like this, but I think one of the things that communicates the most is um, there's an authenticity and uh, that's, that's, be that's beautiful. But, in but inside of that, what, what really communicates is freedom. When people have the freedom to be and act however they want without concern for how it's going to land, like you can tell when somebody's trying to be a certain kind of way, right? Uh, it's, it's, can okay, so, that? what's that? Can you tell? Can you tell when somebody's trying to be a certain way that they're like uncomfortable with? Depends on how, oh, if they're uncomfortable, it depends on how skilled they are. Sorry about that. I don't know if that's possible. yeah. I didn't hear anything. Um, hear? Okay, but yeah, good. when you can, when somebody's when I think when somebody's not comfortable, it, it usually alludes to the fact that there's something that they're not being totally authentic about. Well, yeah. And, well, let, give me a second. I'll tr yeah. I'll try to give you my mine, and then and then and yeah. then you could. Uh, jump back in there um so my response to that is that it depends on who it is yeah uh, some people are extraordinarily skilled at disguising their discomfort extraordinarily skilled some yeah. people aren't so can yeah. i tell sometimes sometimes i can't it depends on the person and yeah. as human beings we overestimate our ability to read other people we think we're so good at we're so bad at it if i could actually give anybody a recommendation on a book there's a great book called uh, um, uh, talking with strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. Oh Fantastic. yeah. Yeah. It basically, great. yeah. It basically examines all of that, um, our, our inability to read people. So yeah, I don't know that I'm, uh, I'm good at reading. Sometimes you're good at reading it. Okay. So some people are more skilled in that particular area. Um, are you hearing those dings? No. 
Okay, good, perfect. Just uh, um, sometimes on my computer, if somebody's sending messages, oh, I'll yeah. just keep dinging on my end. So I'm glad you're not hearing it. Yeah, um, okay. Okay. So uh, <sighs> trying to develop, <laughs> I mean, developing your true self or displaying your true self, very important. Um, um, cultivating new ways of being or new ways of acting. Uh, it's very challenging. I don't know that in the workplace is where you'd want to start. Ex you'd want to start very preliminary, like almost in like personal, in a personal way. Um, but I don't really know. I honestly don't know. I have no idea how to, I don't, yeah, just, just really quickly. I have no idea in that regard, but what I can say is expressing yourself authentically very important but it's a balancing act it's a balancing yeah. act and it's something you develop over years and years and it's not something you're going to do overnight but if you're self-aware like you alluded to if you're self-aware and you're trying to pay attention and you know what the goal is you always have to have a very clear goal and a team that also has a very clear goal you will get there even if there is friction mm. I mean, because because there is no perfect, there's no perfect petri dish of behaviors that I could put on a checklist for you to walk into a professional setting and go, here you go, you're successful, right? But right. what I can say is, become clearer at communicating, and identify very very precise goals. Yeah. And then how you, what your management style is, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. Mine yeah. is a mix of playful, what you see online, and a mix of like, no bullshit. Right. Because Like stick to the goal. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to see Charlene as much like the no bullshit clef, uh, yeah. as much. You may yeah. pick up on little things, like little micro things, like if you're really paying attention but the team will point it out like if you ever yeah. talk to my team they will be like they will explain very clearly how serious I am yeah yeah like committed to the goal and really sticking to what needs to happen and yeah absolutely Brilliant. absolutely yeah, yeah and, there, and I can hear that you have space for all of it right it's like what you said about it's not always it can be messy and if you have a very clear goal and things go awry or there's friction or whatever might be happening there's space for it because you're you're all you all are aligned with the same goal and you're you have this the same commitment so everybody can be an act however and whatever comes up will come up and you'll deal with it but as long as you all are staying on track with what the end result is then that's what really matters yeah, you, uh, there was a good one in there when you said align. Alignment is also one of the keys here, right? I, I said like, uh, you know, clear communication, uh, precise goals, uh, but alignment is is one of the things that uh, that I um, I focus on deeply. Yeah. Because this is uh, what I do. I mean, I run a branding agency. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, that means that we develop. Um, help to project the personality of the companies, organizations, and individuals that I work with through a variety of method, uh, methods, creative methods, technical methods, all very strategic stuff, right? And um, there's an art component to it, I guess, suppose you could say, but art with a purpose. Um, what that means is I have a team. I have a team of people that that's the Launchpad family. That's my staff, my squad, you know, my clique. You know, that's my clique. My familia. Yeah, my familia, <laughs> right? That is, we work together. We work We work every single day. We're on a conference call every morning, and we're constantly aligned. But we also bring in organizations that we work with. Those are our clients. We work with, at any given time, about 30 different clients we're working with helping them achieve a variety of goals yeah. um and those are different teams and so these are all different people all different personalities and if i don't have specific guidelines for how i engage with them it falls off the tracks 
So I have to align with not just my team, I have to align with these teams that I'm strategically partnering with and then making right. sure everybody's moving in the same direction and we understand that. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, alignment is key and it's such a cornerstone. It's like it's it's basically the foundation of everything that I do with people, whether it's on that personal individual level or a foundation of a, an organization. So I love that. And I love that you've, you've got that awareness as a, as a leader to how do I stay aligned with what you call guidelines, right? Inside of how, do, how you um, relate and work with all of these different personalities. So. Yeah, I chose the word guidelines very precisely. I was I almost said rules and I, I'm in the back of my head. I'm like, fuck rules. <laughs> <laughs> rules are only good for to break, right? And, but that doesn't mean you don't know the rules. Guys, if you're young and you're listening to this, um, you know, don't just go in with a fuck the rules attitude if you don't know the rules. You got to know right. the rules. Right. Learn you know, the every, rules first. Every rule. It's like, it's like the speed limit, right? It's like the rule is there and it can be enforced and people break it all the time. But if you're, mind, if you're mindfully and consciously aware of the fact that you're breaking this rule and you're willing to accept, you know what, if I don't go the speed limit and I get caught, I'm going to get a, potentially get a ticket. I'm willing to, you, if you're mindfully aware of that, you're willing to absorb the risk involved with breaking that rule, then, hey, you're responsibly breaking rules. I'm cool with that. Yeah. You know, just like a lot of the people that I know, um, they work a bunch of different ways. Not everybody is like step one, step two, step three, step four, and follow the process. Some people are like, listen, if I can go from step one to step four and get the same result, I'm going to do that. And they can do that. And then to be, to be able to give yourself permission to operate that way and whatever way comes naturally to you, even if it means going outside of the box and breaking the rules and, you know, doing what you see fit, I encourage that kind of behavior. I think that's great, you know, to, to embrace the individuality. There's a really great book by Adam Grant called the originals and i don't know if you ever read it but it, it it's basically the the benefit of having people who are outside of the box thinkers like um rebellious thinkers who don't go along with you know you have you ever seen one of those pictures with sheep and there's a bunch of sheep and then there's one they're all walking off the cliff and then there's one sheep that's walking in the opposite direction to all the rest of the sheep that are going off the cliff it's like in an organization to have that uh, diversive diverse thinking where they will actually go in opposition to what everybody else, because agreement reality is so addictive. It's not, we don't even realize that we're doing it and you're in marketing and branding. So you know all about this, right? It's like agreement reality and social proof and all of this, but for somebody to stand out and say, actually, no, I'm going to do this instead. It's so valuable. I'm good. I'm completely off track with our conversation. I don't even know what the track of our conversation is anymore. Really is, you know, we're, we're completely rogue now. And, but I, I think it's so valuable to be able to be that free thinker and to just like think what you want to think and break the rules if you need to break them, but don't try to be any kind of way specifically that you think you need to be like, this is the right way to be. And I, and I, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> You, you uh, open your mouth. I can see. I can see you opening your mouth. Like you got. I did. I did. I thought there was a break in there. I was like, oh, here's my chance. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna say something. This is why at the beginning of the conversation, Charlene wanted to let you know somebody would be here. That's right. Because she was gonna talk so much that you would think nobody was gonna That's be right. here. That's right. Uh, Wait, I want to I want to address the fact that you know so many so many people listening do not know me as Charlene. Mostly, only my mom and like a couple of my best friends call me Charlene. It's like my family name, you know. Like if somebody's name is Eugene, but he goes by Bill to everybody, it's like that's kind of the deal. But so many of my childhood friends, like I met you, and you know what ended up happening. And I think that I've shared this with you before. But I moved to Vancouver from Ontario, and I only knew one person here. And he knew me as my nickname was Charlie. And so everyone that he introduced me to was like, oh, this is Charlie. Oh, this is Charlie. Next thing you know, every single person I meet in Vancouver calls me Charlie. So I'm like, I'm going to go with this. I actually think it's like a really great, and I mean, people have been calling me that off and on since I was young, but only sporadically. 
And so I didn't have like an identity change or anything like that. You can freely call me Charlene, Char, Charlie, but I just wanted to, I, people don't know who you're talking to. I think maybe some, some <laughs> listeners, I thought I'd clarify. <laughs> They're like, is somebody else there? <clears throat> with, who with Charlie? To? It's like, uh, what is it? Like 30 minutes into this, all of a sudden they got confused. Like, whoa, <laughs> I, I heard Charlie. That was a Charlie. I don't give my listeners very much credit, right? I'm like, they're not going to believe I'm here with anyone. There's someone else there. I'm like, who is this confused group of people that we're referring to? Why are they not up to speed? Let's leave a few mysteries behind for them. Oh, that's really funny. I have zero idea what I was going to say now when I was jumping in. I was like, here's my moment. Here's what I want to ask you. Okay. Hey, this is one of this is one thing that I'm so fascinated about. Is this? Uh, I have a I have a coaching program, um, and it's called Rebrand Your Life. And I'm I'm so fascinated with the idea of branding, like specifically personal brand, because you know I think that right now, and you have to tell me if you agree with this, but authenticity is trumping curation. Like when it comes to not only social media but brand in general. Like yeah, having a sexy brand. Okay. I'm just speaking from my, you can disprove me, but having a sexy brand and all of this like perfectly curated stuff used to be like super popular, I think. And it was, but now I think, I think authenticity is shining through. And I think those, that kind of relatability is important, but I'm talking brand like social media and business. But even when it comes to personal brand, I've, I've been curious about what does that actually mean? And who you are is your brand. Like if you have a personal brand, that's you. And I think authenticity shining through and not trying to be any kind of way or trying to have it make, make it look any kind of way. I'm, I'm just really curious about what your, what your thoughts are about personal brand and what, what that means to you when you're talking to somebody about developing their personal brand. Cause I know you do that. Yeah. All right. Lots of thoughts. Uh, let's okay, see. Thoughts. Let's see. If Let's see what my thoughts are. My thoughts are, um, geez. Uh, okay, so what are my thoughts on personal branding? Is that the question? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Like, do you think authenticity is more important than- Oh, so, than so specifically the, authenticity. Yeah. I think that authentic, authenticity is a thing that, I know. Okay. I'm going to dance. I'm trying not to dance around this. I'm going to be really, really, really clear on this. Authenticity is painfully difficult to project. Mm. And people have an idea of what they think authenticity means. Mm. And I have a different perspective on authenticity. Authenticity is, oh God, I've said the word so many times in a row that, and I, and I, and I, I already, authenticity. I also kind of hate the word as well. I can okay? hear that. Yeah, it's like played out. I almost have, well, it's exactly, it's like holistic, right? There's just like, these certain terms. I, I like that. I like those two words, but this is, this is the podcast where Charlie and, and, and Charlene and all, and Claire, all, three, all three of them butt heads. About all oh, I, I, I hope I'm not butting heads with you. I'm just sharing like maybe a thought that's just a little, maybe a little bit different. I don't know. It's yeah. just my perspective on things, right? Yeah, I love and, it. I love it. And, 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 you know, you could think, anybody could think what they want. And I'm not even saying that I'm right on this. All I know is that, um, is that I am very cautious around this concept of authentic because I don't believe that people are truly authentic, nor do I believe that most people should be truly authentic. Yeah. Authenticity is a very uh, interesting space to be in. I'll give you an example. And here's something I've dealt with with my team. So this is very anecdotal. Sometimes when somebody's in a bad mood, they'll come in, they'll have a bad expression on their face, uh, and they'll just, uh, they'll be a little more agitated. And we all, this happens to me, this happens to everybody. And I'll kind of pull them aside and have a little conversation, whether we go for a walk and chat. And I try to share with them that 
the, 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 the term I use or the phrase that I use is uh, your mood is the gift you give other people, right? And so it's all right to be upset. It's all right to be sad, all of these things. In, 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 in professional settings, there has to be a little bit of editing going on. There has to be a little bit of filtering going on because you're serving a goal and you're serving the people around you. And if you come in and you're just, oh, I'm so angry. I'm being my authentic self. I'm so angry, right? I'm so authentic right, right now. The people around you are going to feel that. And it's going to affect how they feel on things. I'm sorry. Right. This idea that, oh, you got to be real. Well, that is so nuanced and that is so sophisticated emotionally and intellectually that it's a practice and it's there's no sentence i could give anybody that i'm aware of that could really fully explain that so authenticity and personal branding okay i'm gonna try to get back so i'm just not too deep in the weeds with for you guys uh not necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily move into it with going authenticity. But what I would say is, what are you trying to project? And is it something that you could be consistent with and something where you don't feel like it's blatantly dishonest? Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm trying to find with personal branding or branding of any sort. What is it that you're going to be consistent with? What is the reputation that you want to scale up? And can you maintain that? Because right. if you can't, that's going to be challenging, right? right. That's and brilliant. so you, you kind of referred to like, you know, very well curated versus a, a kind of more rougher, more intuitive feel. Oh, I almost said another word I hate, organic. Ugh. Organic, <laughs> holistic, Ugh. authentic, Ugh. right? Um, uh, so that, that it's style. These are stylistic choices, right? There's some things you will see and you'll say, oh my God, it looks like that just happened in the moment. And that's so just like so raw and it's not raw. The amount of work and effort that went into it is insane. Yeah. It's like, remember when bedhead was so popular <laughs> and then they would sell these bedhead pomades, yeah. right? And you would, the, the, and I, I don't know if this was with girls, but with guys, they would just sit there and fix their hair so that it looked perfectly bedheaded, right? It's like, yeah. oh, it's like they're not even trying. And that kind of, ha that happens in branding and marketing all the time, where it's like, it looks like it's just natural, a natural occurrence in that moment. And it wasn't, it was worked on. Wow, that's really <laughs> interesting. I find that fascinating. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that there's so many, when, when cliche words like, well, I don't wanna say cliche words, but just words that are used a lot, like authenticity and holistic and things like that, they just start to lose their meaning. And then it's just like, what are we even talking about anymore? Well, you in, know? A room, in a room full of ones, you want to be a two, Charlie. I'm going to call what you Charlie. Does that mean? In a room full of ones, you want to be a two. You want to stand out. You know, um, you alluded to it with the sheep. It, that's the sheep reference right there. Right. It's if everybody is coming out with the product saying the new organic milk, organic this, you, it's, to go into it and do the exact same thing. Well, don't hire my company. Like never hire my company, I promise you, if you just wanna do exactly what the lowest hanging fruit is, because it won't work. You wanna work with a company like mine because in my nature, I am annoyed, okay? So, you know, I'm the playful, fun guy, but I'm also the annoyed guy. I'm very easily like, oh, that's annoying. That's a dumb way of doing that. And then I fix it. Like what calls me to action is my annoyance of things. I'm just like, yeah, well. so the most important question you could ever ask is why? I worked at CTV for years before I went on my own. Okay. Yeah. And I remember I'd be in the bill and there was just so many processes that I'd be like, why? Why? Interesting. Why? Right. And I think, and people would get so agitated because here's something my business partner says all the time and I love it. 
The rejection of your idea is not the rejection of you. And the tie in there is that people have these ideas and if you question them, they feel like you're questioning them and they get yeah. so defensive. Yeah. And welcome your ideas to be questioned. Question your own ideas. Do you know yeah. how many times I've realized one of my ideas was so stupid and I think it's hilarious. It's so funny when you realize one of your ideas is just blatantly stupid. Yeah. There's no like, such thing as stupid ideas. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. <laughs> there are stupid ideas. And it's funny because it may be stupid now. It may not be stupid later because things are just always evolving. And it can yeah. get developed into something awesome. So say it anyways. But there are stupid ideas. Well, I love that because it's an exact, this is the conversation that I was having with one of my clients just today. And I have this conversation often because as I'm developing leadership, you know, accountability is a huge part of leadership and inside of accountability, you need to be able to be a corrected and b receive criticism and, and, and you like to be able to be held to account. So it's like, what goes on behind the surface when people don't like to have their ideas discredited or challenged or told they're, 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 you know, maybe not up to snuff is that so many people have a story. They're not good enough and they live inside that narrative and they become so sensitive to any kind of challenge of that or, or, um, critique or criticism. And I think that that level of sensitivity and, and just the subconscious triggering of each other, like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, not good enough. You're not, not good enough. My idea is good. You're, I said so many, not, not good enough, but it is. And oh, it's, I what, loved it. It well you know, expressed. yeah. And it's what's going on behind the surface for people. If people can just embrace it's it, what you just said is brilliant, right? It's like, it's not you, it's the idea. And listen, be open to criticism, be open to being wrong, be open to the collaboration because like just don't take things so personally right i just thought of a funny idea for a t-shirt it's a it just it's a black shirt and white writing it says it's not me it's you <laughs> <laughs> what are where are we right now? wow that's, that's funny it's like the <laughs> ultimate ultimate unaccountability it's like no 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 it's not me it's you <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me because it goes against it. it goes against everything we just talked about. But yeah, it's it's it, it it's also I like to operate with a certain degree of humor and just laughing at things. And yeah, you could get frustrated, but then you could also laugh at yourself. Yeah. And, and that's the kind of environment that I try to create with my team where we're just kind of we're able to rib each other. Like I think that's important. I think that's healthy. Yeah. It's uh it's mental horseplay, right? Yeah. Um and I, I think that that's important and it doesn't work for everyone. That's why certain teams, there's certain members of the team that didn't fit in and we kind of evolved away from that. And the people, the core group that sticks around is like our, our personalities kind of just work with each other. It's, it's, a, it's not an easy thing to do, man. I can imagine some people listening to this may have set teams that they don't have a lot of control over. And this is who they have to work with. And this is what they have. They have to make this work. Yeah. Uh, all they could do is, you know, if they have ideas they're sharing with people and they feel like those ideas don't go through, get better at selling your ideas, right? Figure out who the people are around you, understand the game that you're playing, who the players in the game are, and how yeah. to operate within that uh, framework. Yeah. Um, it's not easy. It's, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy growing a career. It's not easy uh, developing your life. It's super hard. I'm still doing it. It's so hard, you yeah. know? Um, well, being human and then bringing in all kinds of other humans and then navigating, you know, a space of high risk and being in business and being a leader, or be, even just being a team member in a creative space. It's like, yeah, there's just so much that we navigate all the time. And so staying open to learning and growing and falling flat on your face is important. I think, you know, just continue to, to stay humble. But what I want to, I want to, you know, I, I mentioned this to you every podcast episode, my commitment is leaving people with an action to take. And just based on what we were talking about in terms of being creative and being willing to fail and being willing to, to have your ideas made wrong. What I want to leave people with 
is go and take an action that has you either bring an idea to the table, whether it's to your boss or to your team, just something, some new idea that you have that could improve something or make it different. Like what, what Cliff, what you say is like asking why, like questioning, why is it done that way? Or why don't we do it this way? Or why don't we do it that way? Take something that you see could either be changed, improved, a creative idea, and actually go and be willing to risk having it be made wrong. Go and go and bring it to people and and take that action and and risk having your idea criticized. I like that. Can I give an action? I want two actions today. One from me and one from okay. you. Okay. Perfect. I'm gonna give you an action. This is a really uh, I've I've shared this with a lot of people and it really helps them out a lot. It's really really it's really straightforward. I, sh I guess I should say. One of the uh, biggest challenges people have is speaking in front of people whether it's one, two, three, all the way up. It's very difficult. So when you're in a work setting, it's really difficult to share and project your ideas. And it's really important for you to be able to get your ideas across uh, in, a, in, a, in a, a smooth and a confident way, right? Um, you may have a lot of great ideas, but if you can't sell them within your group, they may never go anywhere. So what I'm going to challenge you to do is, is I'm going to ask you to come up with an idea, something that relates to your work, or it doesn't have to, it could be any idea, and then get a group of your friends together. And it could be three friends, four friends, family members, whatever it is, get them together on a Zoom chat, uh, or get them together in person, and pitch the idea to them. At the end of the pitch, collect their feedback. Two things are going to happen. You're going to learn some stuff about your pitch that you have. You're going to learn something about your presentation technique. But most important, you're going to get some practice in. Uh, this game, this, um, this is all about reps. We, we need reps. And we can't wait until the moments when we're pitching to do pitching. If you were a professional boxer, you wouldn't show up to the night of the fight. And that's the first time you're swinging a punch. You're in the gym with a small group of your friends, you're sparring constantly, and you're practicing new techniques. So I highly recommend this. It will change your life. I promise you, do it. There's your action. That's amazing. I love that action. It really goes hand in hand with my actions. So our actions are friends. I love that. I love that for us. And Action uh, friends. Action friends. I just thank you so much for, for participating in this conversation. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been amazing having you. And I always love talking to you. So let's Thanks for again. having me. Thank you. If you want to learn more, I'll tell them. I'm just going to just plug, it. plug my stuff. Launchpadcreative.ca Launchpad is the site for uh, my agency. You want to learn more about me on uh, uh, Instagram is where I do a lot of my posting. That's Cliff Notes. So follow me at Cliff Notes and then you'll figure out everything from there. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. So great. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, have a great rest of your afternoon and we'll talk again. Peace. I'd like to sincerely thank you for committing this time to yourself and your growth today and for choosing to do that with us on this podcast. For more content and tips, follow me at fierce underscore Charlie on Instagram. And for more information about how to work with us and our upcoming coaching programs, visit our website at www.coachableinitiatives.com. Until next time, stay fierce.